Welcome to the Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast. Here is your geeky hosts, Adam and Matt. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Have a Drink with Some Geeks. My name's Adam. My name is Matt. Um, this uh, week we're going to be uh, talking about some uh, the Zack Snyder cut of the Justice League. I just actually finished that uh, a few days ago, and we just wanted to get kind of our thoughts down. Um, but before we start... Let's uh, introduce our drink. Yeah, let's introduce our drink today. It's time for those boys to have a drink. Let's hear about their drink of the week. Take it away, geeks. All right, so our drink of the week this week, folks, comes uh, as another homemade drink from Adam's awesome girlfriend. Um, Adam, tell us about it. Yeah, so it is a spiced apple cider margarita slushy thing. <laughs> it's... It's really tasty. It's, it tastes like fall. It tastes like fall with liquor in it. Yes. And I think I don't think you can go wrong with that because that doesn't make me basic. It makes me alcoholic. Yes. So, cheers. Cheers. Oh, yeah, that's good. I love tequila. <laughs> yes. I mean, who doesn't? Yeah. All right. So, Adam, before we start today, um, let's remind our audience... And our listeners that they can always follow us on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, um, whatever new one probably coming out next will be yeah. on there too. Follow us at Geek Drink Pod. And if you like what you hear, or you don't like what you hear, and you want to hear something different, let us know. Leave us a comment. Leave yeah. us some feedback. Uh, give us some ideas of what you want to hear us talk about. Because at a certain point, we'll go through everything that we like, and we need to start talking about things we don't like and things you guys like that maybe we'll fall in love with yeah absolutely and like and again please any uh feedback constructive or positive or anything like that can really help us i know we're we are still figuring out uh the technical side of the show and uh so we're uh yeah we'd love to if you guys have anything any suggestions or uh, anything like that please yeah leave a comment all right so with that being said uh let's go ahead and get into our topic of the week all right Topic of the week, topic of the week, topic of the week, topic of the week. All right, so Adam, as you said earlier in the episode, we're going to be talking about the Zack Snyder Justice League. Yes. The Snyder Cut. Yes. Um, not not to be confused with Justice League, the, the Justice Cut, as it's been called. The Justice Cut. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, um, just kind of giving you guys a heads up, uh, there's going to be some spoilers uh, if you have not seen the Zack Snyder cut. Um, we're also going to be talking, like, comparing uh, some of the, what Joss did um, yeah. in that uh, versus what Zack um, did. Um, and there is a bit of a backstory, so um, unfortunately, uh, while filming... Justice League, Zack Snyder's uh, daughter passed away, um, and yeah, he had to... and he finally. So you know, and a, a good thing for getting you know, up at him, you know, it's a it's a great thing to talk not a great thing to talk about, but it's, it it's really drives the story. You know, I was doing some more research after watching this a second time, and so what it turns out was, you know, his daughter did die. They had already brought in Joss Whedon to do some script rewrites, mm -hmm. and. Then they were talking about doing some additional filming for his script rewrites. And I think between the death of the daughter, he said, and just everything the studio was putting him through with 
It has to be under two hours. It yeah, that was a big sticking point. Brighter that he finally just had enough and walked away from the project to <clears> deal <throat> with his his obviously his time of grief and you know our 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 thoughts and our hearts go out to to Zach during that hard time because I mean yeah. I don't think anyone wants to go through that. No, no, no. And um, you know it's unfortunate it happened that way and and we got a Joss Whedon crappy cut out of it. Um, but thankfully, um, Saner Mind, HBO, and, and Warner Brothers said, you know, okay, well, we'll give you the original, yeah. what, what we what he envisioned it to be. Yeah, well, and that's, like, one of the cool things about, like, HBO Max as a platform is you can, you can launch a over four and a half hour long movie. Yeah. Um, and, uh. You can reach out to an audience, so I yeah, that was very uh, interesting. It is, and I and we'll talk about this, folks, in just in terms of. Uh, we'll talk about this in terms of watching the Zack Snyder cut. I didn't watch the Justice's Grave version. Uh, no, I did not. Um, watch that one. I'm sure it's great, but I did want to see it in color. Yeah, uh, the first time through, it's not like I wanted to watch Logan in black and gray like I did the first time because it was amazing. Yeah, that was that was a great one. Um, um, so, and uh, just a spoiler alert for everyone else, this is a two-part episode. We're going to go through our normal segments for the first part and the second part, but we didn't want to give you guys like a three-hour episode of us talking about the Snyder Cut after you watch a four-and-a-half-hour movie. Exactly. Um, so, um, like, I guess one of the things uh, I wanted to ask you, um, because I, you're you're much more of a DC fan than, than I am, um, could you explain the mother boxes? <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up, Adam. You know, the mother boxes, that was the weakest part, I think, of the story for both cuts. Mm-hmm. Um, because the mother boxes in the comics, in the animated shows, it's never been a, oh, you get three mother boxes and you put them together and you destroy a planet. It's not connect four people. Uh, mother boxes, they, three. <laughs> yeah, they, did, they did some good backstory. Mother boxes are smart computers in the DC universe. They did create Cyborg. Um, but the mother boxes are more of a, a way for death, uh, for dark side to, to help find the anti-life equation out there in the universe. Mm-hmm. It, uh, he's seeded mother boxes throughout planets, um, to give, help him give him some intel and, you know, people, I'm not hundred percent on everything cause it's been a while. So if you, if I'm saying something wrong, feel free to let me know. I, I, I think they will let us know. <laughs> I am Kryptonian. I make mistakes. Um, so, but I mean that, and and I'm glad you brought up Adam because that was my my biggest gripe of the story for both versions mm-hmm. is that we sh- he he I'm, I'm glad he tried to reimagine something, and I'm always you know it wasn't a horrible horrible thing, but it wasn't the best thing for someone who has read the comics and and for fans who are steeped in the comic lore mm-hmm. of Dark Side and Superman and all these things. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I I kind of went into it kind of cold so. I just was like, oh, I guess this is the this is the MacGuffin, uh, world-ending yeah. MacGuffin that they have yeah. to have. Um, I will say, I really liked the opening of the Zack Snyder cut so much more. Um, it just like it took its time. <laughs> it did. Well, the whole movie it, took its time, yeah, but <laughs> I felt like instead of just trying to, because like in the Joss Whedon one, and he like Batman's fighting a a parademon yeah and that's how he finds out about the mother boxes and i'm like well this is not a great way to it's kind of speedy exposition if you will yeah um and i really liked uh just kind of drawing things out a little bit it did and i mean it was nice because it it set up how the mother boxes were turned on in the snyder cut 
you know, in the in the Joss Whedon version, you know, the, the mother box is just since Superman's dead. Yeah. And this one, his super scream, um, which I kind of liked in slow motion because it kind of showed just the agony of, of his death. Um, not only being far reaching physically and emotionally for for the for the planet and for his loved ones, but just <laughs> how powerful death can be technically. Yeah. Um, I think that was good. You know, you, you see it felt all the way into the ocean, mm-hmm. the mascara. Um, I think the way they started off that movie, tying into the last movie, right as it picks up, was really good. Yes. Yes, I I agree. Um, just kind of you. Uh... You get everything explained to you in very efficient detail um, <laughs> rather than it being kind of truncated and sped up um, in the Joss Whedon cut. So, yes. Um, so let me ask you, Adam. You know, um, it, We've already talked about how long of a movie it is. Did you mind the fact that it was a four and a half hour movie? No, no, not at all. I mean, I, I'm, I'm one of the Do guys. Do you think it should have been episodic? Um, that you could have almost done. Um, you could have almost split it in half if you wanted to. Yeah, initially um, talked about a six-parter. Yeah, I mean, I know they have that kind of, like, chapter one. Yeah. It's their, their thing. And so I was like, yeah, you know, I, I like uh, all the extended editions of Lord of the Rings, Hobbit. Um, big fan of those. Um, I think if, if done right, more content is welcome. Yeah. Did you... So, saying that you've watched the extended cut of other things, did you watch the extended cut of Batman vs. Superman? Yes, I did. Okay. So, and I think that's... That's a knock, I guess, a little bit again about Zack Snyder's films is sometimes you need an extended cut to to understand some choices he's made. Yeah. Um, But in this scenario, since he really didn't get any choices in the original Justice League, Mm -hmm. it serves serves a good purpose. Yes, absolutely. Uh, let's, uh, I want to kind of break down some of the characters, um, and let, let's start off with, uh, Cyborg. Okay. Um, Ray Fisher, um, I know he was, uh, the guy who came out with the, um, allegations of abuse by Joss Whedon. Yeah. Um, and he's been very vocal about that, um, but I will say they made him, his character feel a lot more... Badass than yeah, they fleshed him out pretty well. Yeah, he just had more of a presence in the film. He, uh, which he did I really enjoyed, and I think they did that part in the Snyder cut better. Yes, I will say the and as uh, one more knock against the Snyder cut, and and just DC's film franchise in general is I think they tried to rush it so fast to catch up to Avengers mm-hmm. and the MCU that they should have done a little bit more legwork on the origin stories. You could have made Justice League, I think, just as good without having to fit in all of Cyborg's origin story as well. Correct. Um, and I know there there was talk about possibly doing a Cyborg solo film. I don't really care to see it. I mean, No, I, I mean, it would have been good to see... And that's the problem, I think, you have a Cyborg. He is a known hero because for our generation, we grew up with Teen Titans, um... He wasn't really too much in the Justice League show or the Batman animated series. Yeah. Um, if you watch any of the Bat of the DC animated universe films they've come out with, they give a good story for him, but he's kind of always a secondary member of the Justice League. Yeah, and those movies so good. Have you watched the most recent ones where they do Justice League all the way to the end and they have to restart the world? Yeah, I think uh, what was it? 
the Flashpoint one, or no? So they went even further, and something we'll talk about once Adam catches up. There's 17 movies in the DC animated universe. Yeah, and without spoilers, it goes all the way to Apocalypse and mm-hmm. Darkseid are here, mm-hmm. and there's very few heroes left, and they have to do one last stand, and it brings back, it brings out Was Constantine. That, yeah, yeah, actually, I I think I remember reading something about that. I recommend watching it. Okay, I'll have to check that one out. There's a lot of Batman movies in that universe, mm-hmm. um, which is fun because it's about he, he he has a son he doesn't know about who yeah Damien yeah who wants to kill everybody instead of go the Batman way, and it's yeah. it's fun to watch. Um, but I highly recommend those, and eventually we'll get to those ones. Okay. Um, but you know, Cyborg's always been that secondary. Justice League character. He's, he's kind of part of the main group, but he kind of isn't. Um, and so I think a, a, a cyborg movie would have been a little difficult because he doesn't have the rogues gallery that you're used That's to true. with all yeah. the other villains. Um, so I think maybe you had a short, maybe you had a, a TV show or like they do on HBO Max to introduce him. But, yeah. you know, I for what it is, it was still a good movie. I just think that had they done some more legwork and done an origin story for him, if they had done um, maybe a... I wouldn't say an origin story for Aquaman because the movie was so good and it came, and it came after Justice League, so it fits narrative-wise, but mm-hmm. at least do a little bit, little bit more movies before we get to the big team-up because it yeah. kind of felt a little forced. Yeah, no, absolutely. And you brought up how like Marvel took the time to set up Iron Man mm-hmm. set up Thor. Yeah. It's like everything you knew these characters fairly well, like before that you'd even like get the full team up. Yeah, I think the only person you really weren't introduced too much to in in the MCU before Avengers was Hawkeye, but yeah, and, he's also kind of like the cyborg. He's a secondary main character. Yeah. But I think uh, yeah, it it definitely was better how Marvel set up everything. They had a clear roadmap and. I think, uh, yeah, DC was just trying to jump the gun and get something going. But also, it's like, how much of this stuff is canon now? Like, I mean... it You know, um, from what I've been reading, is none of it's canon. At least the Snyder Cut. From Warner Brothers' point of view, and they just said that a couple weeks ago with the whole Discovery merger, like, this is still not canon. But it's interesting to think, because the director of Aquaman 1 and 2, and... Patty Jenkins, who did Wonder Woman 1, 2, and now 3, has said, no, we, we're basing our movies off of what Snyder's built. Yeah. So. so it'll be a little interesting to see how that kind of plays out with the studio executives. Yeah, no, and, like, with this new merger, um, watching, like, the Batgirl movie get canceled, like, into filming it. And yeah. It was a little, that's a little kind of rough to watch. Yeah. But, you know, uh, and you were talking about, we were talking about Cyborg needing an origin story. I will tell you one thing DC did well with this film franchise was we did not get an origin story for Batman. And I don't think we needed it. No, no. I I mean, I, I liked, uh, I really did like uh, Ben Affleck as Batman. Um, and we'll, we'll get into that a little more <laughs> in depth later. Um, but uh, yeah, let's, uh, do we want to talk about Aquaman? And yeah. kind of the, there was some... Weird kind of retcon stuff going on uh, yeah. in the Snyder Cut versus the Aquaman movie. Like, the one thing, like, in order to talk, they'd have to create, like, these cavities of, of air 
in order to speak mm -hmm. to one another. Um, otherwise, they just sound kind of like whales, like underwater. But then in um, the solo movie, they, they can talk to each other. Yeah. Am Amber Heard doesn't have a British accent. Well, um, and I think you yeah. got to think, too, that they filmed Snyder Cut originally before Aquaman came out. So. Yeah. I I I still am glad that Amber Heard did not have a really bad British accent for Aquaman. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it was a little weird with the whole bubble thing. I mean, they, they did a little bit in Aquaman, but they kind of explained it away like, oh, we're we're highborn. We can we don't need to. Yeah, do but that. it's like you had to be a person that could do that. Or, yeah. Like, it was. It's just kind of it. It was just a, li a little confusing, and I kind of was doubting myself while watching the Snyder Cut, and I was like, wait a second. This didn't happen. Oh, yeah. And then you've got um, Valco, who's yeah. played by... Um, Willem Dafoe. Uh, yeah, Willem Dafoe had long, luscious, trying to be Jason Momoa hair. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, he's got a very short haircut in the movie. Yeah. Which, I mean, fine, you get a haircut. It happens. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think... And I think a lot of women will agree with me. They... Really like showing Jason Momoa just rip his shirt off with the waves crashing over I, him and they use the hair. Season, like him going, taking off his shirt to get into the water, and I'm like, I know they're doing this as fan service for the ladies, even the fellas. If, yeah, if, I mean, I, just want you I to mean, I'm not, I'm not in the men, but I wouldn't say it was repulsive to me. Oh no, I mean, he's a he's a good looking guy, and he. He works out. <laughs> Fun fact, did you know that Jason Momoa lived in Colorado for quite a while? Oh, yeah. he was a uh, ski instructor in Vail in nice. Loveland, and he was a lifeguard at Horse Tooth Reservoir when he tried to go to CSU for a little bit. Oh, God. And then he got cast on Baywatch, and the rest is yeah. film history. There you go. Um, but I think, you know, I will say one thing I really like they did with Aquaman's character that they didn't do in the Joss Whedon version was they kind of gave him a little bit more of that sad soul. Yeah. Depressed because they have that whole scene after he saved the town and got them their fish that he's drinking that bottle of whiskey, slowly walking, well, slow-mo walking into the waves and taking his shirt off slowly, drinking his bottle of whiskey. I think artistically, those kind of choices that Snyder made to show what we will learn more about in Aquaman and his, his backstory was really well done. Yeah. And like one of the things I, I liked the look of like Atlantis better in the Snyder cut. Mm -hmm. Like I really did like the Lovecraftian influence that I felt uh, the first movie did really well, but then it became like crazy battle at the end and got a little weird, but I did like how, Things felt a little bit more like deep sea in the Snyder Cut, and I'm a big H.P. Lovecraft fan, so I felt like that was kind of cool to. I see. will say too, I like what they did for, um, for Mira when she was fighting Steppenwolf, was, and a throwback to last week's episode, she went all here and started blood bending his blood out of his body, yeah. and it was I was like, I like this. This is good. Yeah. yeah so. Um, yeah, uh, apparently, what, one or two more movies from Aquaman coming out? Um, the new ones have already been filmed. Um, I know there's a little bit of controversy about that with the whole Amber Wor Amber Heard pooping on Johnny Depp's bed Amber controversy. Heard. Amber Heard. <laughs> um, I know they've, like, they've said they've cut down her part to a cameo, more or less, which, I mean, 
Say what you will about the whole Johnny Depp, Amber Heard thing. I thought she did a good job in Aquaman. I liked her as Mira. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I I was just like, oh, hey, she's she's there. And I again, I'm not as versed in DC Comics. Um, but uh, I was like, oh, that's fine. Yeah. You had to give him a love interest. Got to give him something to do. But yeah. Um, yeah, so I guess we'll we'll see what what comes of that. And then I guess upcoming movies that are <laughs> and other characters to talk about yeah um that are kind of in trouble flash ezra miller what is what is wrong with you man <laughs> Stop yeah breaking the law asshole <laughs> yeah i mean i'm excited that they're still going forward to the movie and i think it's going to be hopefully a good movie because it's it's bringing up that flashpoint storyline and we're going to see ben affleck back we're going to see michael keaton yeah back um, so hopefully it's good, but I think... Their version of the multiverse yeah. of madness. Um, one thing I really did like about Ezra Miller's Flash was you can tell he's still that new superhero, so he's a little bit more naive. Um, I'm glad we didn't really didn't get an origin story out of him. While it would help some people who don't know the DC Universe that much, Yeah, his origin story is not, I think, as film-worthy as we've seen in the past with Aquaman's version, mm-hmm. Wonder Woman... It would have been kind of a, I almost want to say a dud because his villains are not as well known. Yeah, that 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 is true. Um, I did think Ezra Miller was very funny as as the yeah. Flash. He's, I liked how he would be like tripping over things. And, yeah, and it and it was nice because that's how they kind of portrayed him in the comics. Yeah, he is not. He's a little bit of the comic relief. He's kind of that flirty guy, which mm-hmm. I will say that's one thing I kind of was glad they left out of the Snyder version versus it was in the, in the Whedon cut when he fell onto Wonder Woman's boobs and then kind of yeah. stood up and was like, ooh. It, it definitely wasn't needed, but it was a good brevity moment in the Whedon yeah, cut. Yeah, you get to laugh a little bit. And, yeah. Um, oh, and yeah, speaking of that scene, no creepy, uh, they fixed uh, Henry Cavill's face. <laughs> well, yeah, because they didn't have to reshoot 90% of the movie. And, yeah. And, and so for those of you who don't know, when Whedon took over and refilmed 90% of Justice League, it was on break from Henry Cavill filming Mission Impossible Fallout. Yeah, he was... And he was no, he, he, they were on break. They were getting ready to go into their post-production. Mm-hmm. And his contract obligated until they had the final finished product in case they had to do reshoots, he had to keep the mustache. And I think Warner Brothers even offered to pay Paramount... Like, we'll pay for the CG because it's easier for you to CG a mustache than it yeah. is for us to un-CG a mustache. Mm-hmm. And Paramount said no. And they ran out. And from what I've understood is they actually ran out of time in post-production CG. So that's why it looks so janky. Yeah. Well, it was probably they paid someone a, a huge amount of money to do that crappy CG. Yeah. But, oh, well. Um, all right. Well, I think... Uh, well, you know, what we're talking about characters... Um, and we'll bring him up because it's it's the Snyderverse version. Talk about Joker. Okay, so um, <laughs> yeah, we can talk about uh, Jared Leto, who's also kind of a weird guy as well. <laughs> um, but um, I, when they announced that Jared Leto was being cast as the Joker, and I saw Suicide Squad, the first film, I was not impressed with the look. I didn't think he did a bad job as Joker, okay. but um, I definitely <clears throat> like the Snyder verse or like the end of the film where I felt like this was 
a good Joker. <laughs> you know, and I will say, I kind of disagree with you in, in, I did like his portrayal in Justice League, and not Justice League, I'm sorry, in Suicide Squad, mm-hmm. because it was a little bit more of a modern gangster take on it, so I kind of yeah. felt it fit that universe a little bit better. Um... I actually didn't mind his his version of the Joker in Suicide Squad, and I liked where they took it in Justice League had it been canon, because it's like, everyone's a little fried, everyone's been on the run, Superman yeah. may rain down fire from his eyes at any point on I you. I like, wonder if, like, just Joker being crazy, like, ripping out his little, like, teeth, what do they yeah. call those? Oh, the, 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 the grills? Yeah, the grills. Well, and I like it because you you see in that epilogue, you know, Batman's got his armor suit on, mm-hmm. and he's got his gun, and... Even the Flash has armor on, and everyone's kind of armored up. And Joker's just wearing some SWAT vest he finally found on a corpse. Yeah. Um, and and his gun, and he's just he's he's being Joker in the best moment there because he's giving Batman that internal conflict. Like, I really need to kill you, but I really need your crazy ass to get through this mission. Yeah. Well, I think it's uh, sort of the Batman Joker relationship. Um, I mean, they both kind of need each other anyway um but uh i really did like it how he was just giving batman such shit that entire scene and like just pushing his buttons trying to make him snap yeah um but yeah and i i liked it i thought it was a a decent decent portrayal of the joker yeah i agree um there's a whole new joker verse (laughs) yeah i i like that movie but i don't think it needed a sequel I don't know. So, but that's the topic for another time, folks. Um, you know, so you know, let's wrap up this segment, Adam, with another character before we'll, we'll talk about some more characters in the next in the next episode. Um, but what's another character we we need to bring up today? Um, I believe we need to bring up a guy by the name of Chad, right? Bring it, bring it home. Okay. Well, uh, you know, usually we tell you guys the bad news at the end of the episode, yeah. but we figured. Well, we're talking about characters. This is a real person, by the way. <laughs> we, we wanted to bring up something. Um, Chad has been found. Um, he has been detained at the border by the Mounties for illegal podcast downloads. So, Wait, Canadians have Napster? I guess, but I, I'm taking it he didn't get us any sponsors while he was up there. Oh, Chad. Well, maybe we'll see you next week. Maybe yeah. you'll... Um, Make it back from Vancouver or Toronto, wherever it was you were, and the Mounties have sent you back south for the winter. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and what's what's this character that I'm missing? Um, you know, I thought we were going to talk a little bit about um, Deathstroke. Oh, yeah. I didn't write him down. No, that's fine. I mean, he wasn't really included in, in any of the... No. ...in the original Joss Whedon cut. So, but I mean, Joe Maglioni. yeah. I, it would have been fun. Yeah, I think uh, he's got a good presence about him. Um, and uh, I think he it could be interesting. You know, I, I know very little about Deathstroke other than he's this badass assassin. Yeah, he. Um, um, so, you know, for a little backstory for you, Adam, and for our listeners, Deathstroke is, was the elite assassin at one point for uh, the League of Shadows. Mm-hmm. Um, he was Rajah Ghoul's, like, top assassin. Yeah. Um, so, and he's always had a vendetta out against Batman because Batman betrayed Raj. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, he is, he is a badass assassin with a sword. He does use weapons. He's not like anti-gun, but he's not the, the sure shot that we see with, uh, Deadshot, Deadshot and Will Smith. By the way, 
if uh, Will Smith played Deadshot again, would his slap miss? I don't know. You got to keep his wife's name out your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) All right, folks. Well, that does it for segment one, Adam. So I think we'll move on to our hot takes in the next segment. Yeah, yeah. So, um... All right. You take it away, sir. All right. It's time for some hot takes. Hot takes. What are they going to say this week? All right. So, Adam, we talked about... We're bringing up our hot takes right now. I will say, you know, we talked a little bit about hot takes, um... And one of the ones we talked about was the the mother box issue. Yeah. Um, you know, I will say this, and I'm not a purist in terms of we have to follow the source material material to a T. Mm-hmm. We have to. We can't have any room for creativity outside of what the comics publish because yeah, it would make for a boring movie. I think mm-hmm. and unrealistic because let's be honest, comics can get away with a lot more than the oh, movie can. Definitely. But I I want to harken back to this whole mother box MacGuffin. Mm-hmm. You know, in in the comics, and Darkseid has never been, I have one world-ending weapon, and it's going to wipe out the Earth. Mm-hmm. He's always been about, I'm going to send my troops in, and we're going to take you over one planet at a time. Because his whole purpose is he's finding the anti-life equation. Yeah. And you can't just destroy a planet to find the equation. Yeah. Um, and for those of you who don't know, the anti-life equation is... It's Darkseid's infinity rings. Yeah. It's his way to take over the universe and control people's minds because mm-hmm. he thinks that every inhabitable planet has a small piece of the equation. And the reason he focuses on Earth so much is because he thinks the final piece of that equation is on Earth because we're the most free-thinking people. Yeah, yeah. And I think... And he's got a personal thing out for Superman now. Yeah. And I think they uh, confirm that it is on Earth. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I mean, for me, like, I'm I'm learning about all this stuff. Right. Yeah. My my one hot take is uh, the DC universe is too messy. Oh wow! Like, well, I don't know what's canon. I don't know. And that none of it's, it's canon anymore canon because they've that. talked about how it's every movie is going to be its own movie. Yeah. They're not going to try to make these interconnected anymore. Yeah. Well, it's like, are they going to do that with the new Robert Pattinson Batman? No, he's independent. But will they connect his movies together? Because he has his own Joker. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm confused. Um, the only thing I know that's still interconnected is the Suicide Squad, the Flash. And apparently the Flash will help kind of tie these together because it's the multiverse and Flashpoint and time travel. Um the original Whedon cut, Man of Steel, yeah. Dawn of Justice, Wonder Woman, they're all kind of still in that universe, mm-hmm. and, and Peacemaker. Yeah. But even the new Suicide Squad, kind of loosely in that universe, but kind of not. Yeah. So, I, I agree with you. I wish they would have just... It's the same thing they did with that, with the... What was it? The Monsterverse? When you, or not the Monsterverse, the... The Mummyverse, I guess, what they're calling it when Tom Cruise did the Mummy movie and they're going to make their own universe. Yeah, they call it, like, the Monsterverse or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. And Russell Crowe as Dr. Jekyll. Yeah, you know, it's one of those things. I I get it. Studios want their money. Mm -hmm. They want return on investment. But you can't abandon a universe after one bad movie. True. uh, But The Mummy was very... (laughs) True. (laughs) But I'm I'm saying for, for this movie. I mean, this wasn't... I still thought, I still enjoyed the Whedon cut. It was good. It I mean, it was it was okay. Yeah. I was entertained, um, because I didn't know what the Snyder cut was. Yeah. And now seeing the Snyder cut, I'll never watch the Whedon cut again. Yeah. There's no point. Um, I don't care if it's what the canon is or not. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think they got too messy with it, and mm-hmm. I wish they would just come out and say, 
Hey, our bad. We have to do over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, that might be the only way we can move forward. <laughs> yeah. Um, so another hot take I had for you, Adam, was I really wish that they would have brought in Martian Manhunter a little sooner. Yeah, and that was kind of cool that he's that he was the general. Yeah, from Man of Steel. Yeah, all the way back. I was like, oh, that's awesome. Um, and so fun, fun piece of trivia for this one: they filmed his Martian Manhunter scene in Zack Snyder's driveway because it's still during COVID. Ah. And they originally had filmed the Batman side of it. Um, so originally he had. Um, they filmed that during the original filming because mm-hmm. they weren't quite sure if they were going to put Martian Manhunter in, but they were going to also have a Green Lantern approach yeah. to Bruce. So they originally had a green light like shining on him so that way they could film it later and they mm-hmm. decide who the Green Lantern is. But when they refilmed those extra scenes for the Snyder Cut, Warner Brothers said, no, you can't use a Green Lantern. We have plans. And Snyder loosely had thought about calling Ryan Reynolds and bring him in. <laughs> He has a good sense of humor about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I really wish they would have brought that in because it was kind of nice to see him kind of be behind the scenes, pulling some strings, mm-hmm. making Lois, you know, kind of take care of some things. You know, she's talking to Mrs. Kent, even though it's not Mrs. Kent. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish they would have had a little bit more scenes of him kind of in the shadows doing some stuff to kind of help push Lee together. Yes. Yeah, yeah that, that could have been nice um, to see. But And, like, that guy's a great actor. Um forget his name but he's he's absolutely fantastic um but yeah i i don't have anything no more hot takes Uh, you know i will bring up one more yes um i'm really i'm really happy they kept the comedy in in the snyder cut they i wish they would kept a little bit more because i know their goal was to make justice uh dawn of justice the batman superman the darkest one Mm -hmm. and each justice league movie be a little bit lighter yeah um I'm glad they didn't go all the way to the route of the Wheaton Cutters, kind of a. It was more of a Marvel. Brighter. Yeah, it was a little bit brighter, um, but I really think that they could have done, add a little bit more comedy into it. And they did some good comedy in there because they were like, "Oh, hey, you know," they kept the joke in there about. Um, so what's your super? What's your superpower, Batman? I'm rich. Which I'm like, okay, thank you. That's the and I, hold, I and Megan, I am sorry. That's the only reason Batman's a good superhero. It's because he's rich. If he didn't have any money, Superman would have killed him by now. I guess that's a hot take. That's a hot take. And if you don't see me next week, Adam, it's because she killed me. <laughs> okay. Um, anything else? What are you geeking out on right now? You know, um, yeah, let's go ahead and we'll get into our Geek of the Week, our Geek Record of the Week before we fade in, uh, We do next week's episode for you yeah. guys. Um, so let's go ahead and talk about our Geek of the Week. All right. What are the geeking on this week? Let's listen in for the Geek Wreck of the Week. All right. So um, just wanted to, like, news that came out uh, today, literally. Um, so Ryan Reynolds announced that he's back as Deadpool September 2024, though. Oh, man. I'm um, going to be hopefully yeah. alive still. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I, apparently Hugh Jackman has agreed to pick up the claws one more time. I, I mean, I'm happy that we see Hugh Jackman as Wolverine because I, I, I really don't think they could ever recast and have a comparable Wolverine as they had with Hugh Jackman. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, eventually they're going to have to. Yeah, they're going to. Um, they probably are already 
lining people up. Yeah, maybe it's Henry Cavill. No, actually, uh, I have a theory about that because yeah. he signed on for seven movies. Seven like movies with Marvel. Um, I think he's going to play uh, Victor Von Doom. That's what you're saying, yeah. And so, um, but also just uh, a thing I was kind of geeking out about, just kind of Henry Cavill, Witcher stuff. Um, I was thinking the actress from The Witcher that plays Triss Marigold, her name is uh, Anna Schaefer. Triss Marigold. Yeah, she's the witch that has kind of the reddish hair. Okay. Yeah. Um, but uh, she, uh, I think, would be great Jean Grey. Okay. Oh, just thinking. Okay. I, I mean, I, I could see that. Yeah. Um, awesome. Well, so what I've been geeking on in the past week since we last chatted, Adam, is I know I've talked about it before. I probably haven't talked about it with you. Um, I'm a Survivor fan. It is the only reality TV that I consume, and it's back, people. Oh, there you go. And they still haven't accepted my application. But one day, one day I'll be out there on an island getting skinny. There you go. Growing a bigger beard. And probably getting voted off second because I'm kind of going to be a dick. Mm-hmm. So, but that's what I've been, I've been geeking out this week is Survivor's Back, my only reality TV show. There you go. All right. Well, folks, that kind of wraps up today's episode. Uh, we want to thank everyone for listening. Yep. Uh, tune in next week for part two of our Snyder Cut Justice League ver- uh, discussion. Mm-hmm. We're going to go a little more in depth on some of the characters we haven't talked about yet. We'll talk some more hot takes um, and kind of a compare and contrast between the two cuts, yeah. pros and cons. Absolutely. All right, folks. And don't forget to like, subscribe to us on all platforms that you listen to podcasts on. Share it with a friend. Let them know that you think Zack Snyder's version is better than Joss Whedon's. Get them to listen. Yeah. And follow us on all of our social media feeds, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and Twitter. Mm-hmm. At, At Geek Pod. Geek Drink Pod. Geek Drink Pod. Yeah. So, folks, thank you again, and we will catch you next week, geeks. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast. Tune in next week to see what our geeky host will discuss next week. Goodbye.